This is Financially Tuned with Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard of Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Financially Tuned with myself, Baron Fitzgerald from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. Uh, Simon Hilliard uh, was not able to join us, unfortunately, this week, but we have a special show, a special guest, uh, Jeremy Bryan from Gradient Investments, as well as our to- our co-host, Tony Shore. How you doing, Tony? Oh, Baron, great to be here today. Thanks for having me on the show. And I wish I could say I'm going to miss Simon. I will miss him a bit, but boy, <laughs> Jeremy Bryan, uh, great guy. Uh, I'm excited to hear from him today. I know he's going to do most of the talking today. Uh, give you and I a little break. I know you have some great questions for him and uh, we'll be asking him those, but I've had a great week. Now, Baron, uh, how are things at Wellington Adams before we get started? Are you keeping busy? Oh yeah, things are real, real busy. Um, just doing uh, actually a couple of uh, intricate plans for a couple of clients this weekend and uh, looking forward to meeting with them next week. So yeah, things have been really, really busy. Doing well, thanks. How about Good. you? Good, yeah, everything's great. Now, uh, tell us about our special guest. Why don't you introduce him? Yeah, I'd like to welcome to the show, Jeremy Bryan. Jeremy is with Gradient Investments. Uh, Gradient Investments manages over $2 billion in assets. Um, Jeremy has been with the firm for a while. We uh, are going to talk a little bit today about market volatility and how it's been affecting uh, the client's emotional side as well as their portfolios. Uh, we've actually really not experienced hardly any volatility at all as of late, which is actually kind of abnormal. So being the fact that we're experiencing quite a bit of volatility now, I mean, one day the market's up 300 points, next day it's down 400 um, percentage changes now from one to two percent almost seem common in a daily event, which is uh, you know pretty volatile. But it's also getting back a little bit more to normalcy as far as volatility is concerned. So, Jeremy is, is the pro today. We're going to talk to him about, uh, as I said, the volatility in the markets, how it affects your portfolio, and uh, what his takes are. And we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the portfolios that we utilize from Gradient for our own clients as well. So with that, I'd actually like to welcome Jeremy to the show. How are you doing, Jerry? Baron, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today. Um, yeah, so as Baron said, I'm one of the portfolio managers here at Gradient Investments. And what I want to discuss today is really, uh, as Baron said, talk about the volatility in the overall markets and just our thoughts on what's happening and our thoughts, more importantly, on well, how it affects investors and how it affects people that, you know, that, that we work with on a daily basis. Yeah, that was actually going to be my first question. I was just going to ask you, I mean, there's been a lot of discussion about volatility in the markets. Can you give our listeners your thoughts on what's been happening lately? Absolutely. So I think the biggest thing is that there has certainly been more volatility in 2018 compared to 2017. 
if you look at the last, you know, the year to date of 2018, we have about 30 days of plus or minus 1% moves. That means the stock market's either gone up 1% or down 1% 30 different times in 2018. Compared wow. to last year, that was eight for the total amount of last year. Wow. So we've had a lot more swings just on a daily basis. And I think even more surprising for us from a volatility perspective is even the moves intraday. I mean, you may come in in the morning and you may see the Dow Jones down 400 points. And by the end of the day, it's up 300. So even intraday, there's been a lot of swings and movements in the markets that have, that frankly, we didn't experience in 2017. We're seeing that in international markets as well. It's the same story. Uh, you know, uh, there's just been generally higher volatility and in the intraday moves as well. And the funny thing is, even in bond markets, which we consider to be much lower volatility and they will be uh, overall, even those have had a little bit of choppiness here uh, during the year, basically because interest rates re- were rising much faster um, than they had been in the in the last year and things like that. And so the early part of the year, we had a lot, we had a quick interest rate rise that caused a little volatility in the bond markets as well. Certainly nowhere near to the extent of the stock market, but choppiness has been kind of the the general theme for 2018 so far. So let me ask you a quick question about that. As far as bonds, the Fed is expecting to raise rates a couple more times. Do you foresee the same thing happening with bonds for the next, you know, for the later part of the year as well? Yeah, absolutely. And we can discuss this more in detail, but absolutely that the fact of we expect interest rates to continue to rise. We don't think they're going to be as accelerated as they were at the beginning of the year. Frankly, it went from 2.4% to 2.9% very quickly doesn't sound like a lot, but in the bond market, that's actually a a pretty aggressive move. And what we expect this overall, we don't expect it to continue to go, you know, it's not going to go from the 10 year treasury is not going to go from 2.9 to 3.2 to 3.5, like a rocket. But over time, we still think that that interest rates are going to rise. And as you know, the relationship between bonds and interest rates is as interest rates are rising, bond prices tend to fall. So that's why you know, our overall thesis on bond markets tends to be a pretty low return environment for the next couple of years as those interest rates continue to rise. So, Jeremy, we've talked a little bit about the short term volatility. Um, tell us a little bit more about the context of that in the longer term. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good question. Um, so if you look at 2018, again, we've we've been choppy and 2017 was not choppy at all. And what we've been telling our investors and our advisors is that 2017 was more the exception and not the rule. Markets are historically choppy. This is, you know, the kind of environment we're in may be a little bit more aggressive than average, but you should expect choppiness in markets overall. You should expect volatility. It's one of the things, you know, frankly, that investors just have to deal with in when you invest in stocks. So, for example, if you look at 2017, 2017 never had a greater than 5% downward movement. That is extremely rare. I think it only happened one other time in the last 30 years. So we generally have at least one 5% correction or even a 10% correction every year. It it normally happens. We've already had our one in 2018. We may experience another one. Um, It's just generally part part of investing in the markets. So if you look at 2016, for example, that had three different 5% corrections and one 10% correction. And most people in history, if you look at 2016, if you just look at the end number, was a nearly 20% year. I mean, it was a very good good year year in the market. So, And we had volatility during those periods. And so I think overall, you just have to realize that 2017 was the anomaly. 
that this is the more normal part of functioning markets is that people are going to buy, people are going to sell, and then there's going to be volatility during those periods. But if you stay invested with your plan and you have a plan in place, you can weather that volatility a lot better going forward. Um, my next question is, you know, we have all this volatility right now. And as, as Tony just said, you know, people, we don't want them to get all jumpy and scared. So what do you recommend for investors who see these movements in their portfolios? You know, are there specific actions to take? Yeah, great question. Great question, because that's what it all boils down to anyway, right? Um, so if we're looking at, if we look at the markets just from a fundamental basis, and that's how we tend to look at markets overall, they're going to be choppy. But if you look at the fundamentals, that'll give you the longer term sense of what's going on out there. And despite all the volatility, really, we're still pretty constructive on the stock markets this year. You know, if you look at overall, you know, despite all the ups and downs of Q1, markets were generally flat. I mean, there wasn't a lot of actually end of quarter volatility. I mean, it was minus 0.8% for the S&P 500 during the first quarter. So there was a lot of action, but not actually a real lot of significant transition of where, where we were. But if right. you take a step back and look at the fundamentals, they remain relatively strong. And what I mean by that is that the economies in the U.S. and, the over, and overseas, they're still growing and they're growing relatively well. And then secondarily, what we look at is corporate earnings. And corporate earnings, especially in the U.S., are really strong right now. Um, you're talking about maybe a 10 to 12 to even 15% year-over-year growth in corporate earnings for 2018. Now, wow. that's helped by economic recovery, but it's also helped by tax reform. So we've had, we have two tailwinds going on in, the, in corporate earnings that are going to remain relatively strong. So again, we remain relatively constructive on the markets overall. So, you know, our our advice and our thesis is to stay stay how you're invested in 2018. You know, we we advise investors to stay within their plan. If they have questions, certainly reach out, talk to their advisor, talk to talk to people like us who can give them information about what's actually going on. What we don't want is an all-in, all-out type mentality where, you know, they're selling one day everything that they own and then they're buying the next day and doing those types of things because that tends to destroy value over time rather than create value. So from our perspective, it's, you know, the, the first step is always to have a plan in mind. And that's based upon an individual's return needs, their time horizon, the risk they're able to take. Those are the things that are really important to have that plan in place because then volatility is not, is not really truly an issue for you in the short term because you're focused on the long term and how to achieve the objectives that you want from your investing profile. Exactly. And that's actually what we do for our clients. We put together a plan with exactly those needs, you know, uh, thought out and discussed prior to even, you know, putting it together in the first place. And that way, it's not just a short term trying to time the market in and out. We are looking for the long term and put the plan in place. And that gives the clients a lot, um, a lot of comfortability in their plan. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's exactly right. Is that, you know, I always say, you know, uh, the best investors in the world can't, can't offsuit a bad plan. So at the end of the day, it has to be the plan that comes, comes to fruition. And that's, that's the most important key that, that you can have as an investor is to have a plan in place. You, you mentioned Jeremy, uh, briefly There's a couple of things I wanted to point out. I mean, I've been telling my clients also the same thing as far as corporate earnings, corporations in the U S they're really in good shape. So, I mean, we still see some good fundamentals going on, 
but you just touched um, very briefly about the taxes. Can you talk a little bit about how the uh, tax benefit is helping uh, corporations as well? Yeah, certainly. Certainly. So if you look at tax reform, one of the biggest things it did is it reduced the, the corporate tax rate. And so the average corporate tax rate was about 35% in the U.S., and that's been dropped down to about 21% now. So for corporations who derive their profits from the U.S., that's a big tax break. And at the end of the year, they're going to have more money to do things with, whether that's invest in their own business or whether that's return capital to shareholders via increased dividends or to buy back their own stock. So there's a lot of things they can do with that when they weren't paying to Uncle Sam before. Now they can pay to either their shareholders or reinvest in their businesses. So that's a big that's a big benefit to the to the companies, both in the U.S. that do U.S. businesses, but even international businesses, because a lot of our S&P 500 companies are global businesses to begin with. And the second component of that is that there's a special repatriation is what it's called. But basically, you can pay a lower tax on the on the funds that you had overseas. You can bring those back to the U.S. at a lower tax rate than you used to be able to do before. So. Again, that's another lever for them to be able to invest in their business or bring it back and pay increased dividends. And so those, all of those activities tend to be beneficial for companies over time and tend to be beneficial for stockholders over time too. Sure. Well, I'll tell you what, guys, we need to take another quick break here. Uh, before we do, Baron, let our listeners know about that special offer you have for them. Yeah. Once again, Tony, I mean, anyone who contacts us via the website, www.wellingtonadams.com, or they can give us a call at 855-793-2409. We'll provide a complimentary consultation to go over their portfolios, uh, answer and address any questions that they may have, and especially see how this volatility is going to affect them. Yeah, that's so important. Now, what's the phone number our listeners can call to get a hold of you and set up that complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation. That's 855-793-2409. All right. Thanks, Baron. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Baron Fitzgerald and Jeremy Bryan right after this. Want to help mitigate the uncertainty of future taxes and lower your taxes on Social Security benefits? With tax-free qualified distributions and growth of earnings, converting your 401k to a Roth IRA could be your solution. At Wellington Adams Investment Advisory, we can answer your questions regarding 401k and IRA rollovers. We work with a team of CPAs and professionals who can help you avoid potential pitfalls. Visit us at wellingtonadams.com to learn more. And welcome back to Financially Tuned with our host, Baron Fitzgerald. And today we have a special guest, Jeremy Bryan, the portfolio manager from Gradient Investments. And of course, myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. Now, Baron, great show so far. We've got a great special guest today, don't we? We sure do, Tony. We have Jeremy Bryan from Gradient Investments. And we've been talking a bit today about how the recent volatility has been affecting the markets and how it's been affecting people's portfolios and you know what if anything should clients be doing specifically as far as movements in their portfolios um so it's been a really really great show and i'm glad that we were able to uh, lock jeremy in for the uh, show this week uh we do have one more question i want to ask him and um i'll just go right into it so jeremy how does volatility affect the portfolios that you manage actually at Gradient itself? 
Yeah, Baron, great question. So, you know, the, the portfolios we manage at Gradient obviously are comprised of fixed income or bond holdings and then stock holdings as well. So there's obviously volatility differences between those two asset classes, but I'm going to talk to them a little bit separately here right now. What I wanted to talk about first was talk about the fixed income side. Because the reason why I start there first is that's usually how we manage volatility for clients at Gradient is that, you know, when we think volatility in markets, we're generally thinking the stock markets. And over longer periods of time, how we can offset some of that risk and offset some of that volatility for our clients is investing them in fixed income assets or bonds. They're just generally much less volatile over longer periods of time. And so what we're thinking about uh, on the fixed income side, when we do fixed income assets, is we're upfront with our investor teams right now and just saying that we don't expect a lot of return from fixed income assets. Uh, if you were with us, with us in the first um, question, it's our outlook on interest rates. And our interest rate outlook is that they're going to be rising over time. We don't think it's aggressively fast. We don't think they're going to go crazy. But we do think that they, we're in a rising interest rate environment going forward. And that tends to be a headwind for bond investors overall. So we expect it to be low return. We, ex we, we, we expect it to not provide, a, you know, the, the history of maybe, you know, 4% returns and then some price return is probably in the past. Think more in the 1% to 3% return range. But what we think is really important is we still want to have an aspect of bonds and fixed income in our portfolios. And the reason which we touched on before is two reasons. One is to offset that volatility that obviously we've seen an increase of in 2018. We want to have some, you know, less risky assets there so that, you know, the swings are less up and down for, for clients in, in their portfolios. But the other thing that we touched on earlier as well is that dry powder aspect. You know, you're still going to get your bond distributions. You'll still get maturities from your bond investments. But what you can do is if the market really swings aggressively and too aggressively, especially on the downside, is you have some dry powder on the sidelines with those fixed income investments to take advantage of those opportunities. And that's why we still advocate for having a holding of bonds in your portfolio, is it provides relatively liquid capital that you're still going to get a small amount of income from, and you'll take some pricing risk, but it's significantly less pricing risk than the stock market. And then it also provides that sideline benefit of saying, I have, I have assets on the sidelines that I can take advantage of the next correction if and, if and when it happens. Right. So when you say take advantage of that, you're meaning that you have some cash available to now buy at a lower price since the market's taken some, some hit, right? That's exactly right. We want to buy right. when the market's on sale. So that's exactly. what we look for. And, and that's what we want to have a component. And what we always say is make moves at the margin. We're not talking about being 100% fixed income until you have a 10% correction in the market and then going 100% stocks. That's not the way you invest. What you can do is have invested via your plan, but then also take some small amounts of moves at the margin, 5 10% of your assets. And if the market corrects, you can put them into, you know, you can put them from your fixed income into your equity investments. Or the other way, if the markets have a really good run, we can rebalance at a later exactly. date to take right. some of that profit that you've achieved in the markets and put it into safer assets as you go forward. So yep, it's a great it's, way to balance the portfolio. Exactly. Exactly. And that's part of the ongoing relationship part of part of investing with clients. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit more now about the uh, uh, couple of the stock side on the portfolios that you manage? I actually have a few of those portfolios that you have. So 
Um, you want to start off maybe with the gradient tactical rotation? Yeah. Yeah. So starting there, it's interesting, you know, so the way that invests is it invests in one particular region at a time. And so right now it is in emerging markets because that's what uh, the, the momentum philosophy suggests that it should be in emerging markets right now. Um, But what's interesting about what's happened there recently, and we just had a trade in in that portfolio where it shifted from momentum or what we call our high beta, high volatility strategy to a low volatility type of strategy going forward. And I'll give you a couple of reasons for that uh, on how that occurred is that when when markets are choppy, like we were seeing now, typically high high volatility or high beta type investing or what we call an offensive tilt to the emerging markets, obviously it can be much more choppy. So what we've seen is that as people, you know, as as the markets have become more choppy, what we're seeing is these more defensive stance or more low volatility type of stocks are outperforming because they're not subject to these big swings that maybe the offensive stocks are. And so that's what the portfolio just shifted from. It still has the emerging markets allocation as the primary stock location for for its for its investment, but it's switched from the offensive tilt to more of a defensive tilt going forward. And so we'll see how that kind of continues as the volatility uh, continues to happen. But you've seen that you know it switched from offense to defense just based upon what it saw in the markets in in 2018 as well. Great. It's actually okay. been a, a great portfolio. As I mentioned, I have a, for my own personal portfolio, I have a couple of those um, portfolios that you guys manage. Um, one of them being the Gradient Tactical Rotation, which has just been a phenomenal performer. And um, it's a great move that you guys went into the low volatility sector at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's based again, it, it based tactically. So it, it looks for where the best opportunities are, frankly. And right now it sees that as emerging markets and low volatility. And so it's it will not flow as aggressively as maybe it did in the past, but it's still in emerging markets, which tends to be a little bit higher volatility. But really, that's that's where that's where the uh, the opportunity is right now. So that's where it's invested. Okay. And um, what other portfolio would you like to talk, portfolios would you like to talk about um, as far as how the volatility is affecting those portfolios? Yeah, absolutely. Two of the other portfolios I want to talk about are our Gradient 50 and our Gradient 40i. Um, And I'll get into just quickly, just a quick recap of, of what those portfolios are, is that both of those portfolios invest in high quality companies and that are dividend paying companies. And the difference between the Gradient 50 is that there's 50 equally weighted U.S. companies and the gradient 40I is 40 equally weighted international companies. So they invest in the process and philosophy and how we invest in those in, in both of those portfolios is very similar. We're looking for names you know. In the gradient 50, it's like Home Depot, Medtronic, Intel, these types of names. And in the gradient 40I, it's Nestle and Sanofi and Siemens. These are really established long-term companies that have very long track records, not only of providing capital appreciation or price performance over time, but also paying a significant dividend and increasing that dividend over time. So that's how those portfolios are invested. And we would consider these, while they're all still invested in stocks, so they're going to be subject to stock market volatility, we consider these just a little bit more defensive than your average S&P 500 company. And the reason we consider it that way is because of those dividend streams. 
Dividends, as you know, are recurring income streams. In the case of U.S. companies, they pay them systematically pretty much every quarter. And in U.S. or in the internationals, it can be quarterly, it can be semi-annually or annually, but they pay them every year. And when you have these recurring income streams from these companies, it tends to provide a greater comfort in times of higher volatility. You know, if you think about companies like Home Depot, you think about companies like Medtronic and those types of names, they've been around for a long time. People have comfort that they're going to be around for some time going forward. And they're also paying me every quarter. And so in times when, you know, you start to see choppy markets and people get a little scared about what's going on, they tend to kind of revert into these type of companies. They tend to hold on to these type of investments going forward because of that recurring payment stream. And so we think that that's, that's important and we, we like to have it. What we call both of these portfolios is growth and income type portfolios because they're still 100% stock portfolio. So they're going to give you that long-term growth from, from appreciation in the stock market, but they're also going to provide income because each of the companies that we invest in pay a dividend, are in solid footing for continuing to pay that dividend, and in most cases will grow that dividend over time. So we really think that that's an attractive area for investors who especially are maybe a little bit concerned about what's going on in the overall markets. Again, as part of your plan, having that growth and income strategy provides a little bit more of a safety net compared to just maybe, you know, buying a pure S&P 500 company that, you know, doesn't pay dividends, could be at high valuations and those types of things going forward. So those are two, you know, those are two portfolios that we tend to rely on. They, you know, they're kind of our flagship portfolios with regard to dividend and income, you know, uh, and stock strategy. And with the bond market being, you know, as, um, not really performing at its normal uh, pace as it had been for years and years and years. Uh, that's a good substitute. Well, not necessarily a substitute, but a good addition to have to lower some of the volatility and get some income as well. So we, we feel that that's a good portfolio for our clients to have in their in their portfolios as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, hey, guys, we're out of time for today's show. Uh, it just flew by a lot of great information. Uh, Baron, is there anything you want to add before we go today? Um, no, just that we really are very, very uh, pleased that we were able to have Jeremy on for uh, this week's show, um, talk about the insights of how the volatility is affecting the market and, and uh, individuals' portfolios, and that it's really, really important that you have a plan put in place so that that volatility doesn't really affect it. And it's not going to where we're trying to time the market by going in and out. Uh, that we have a long-term plan and that we're going to be okay over the long term. So I just wanted to thank Tony and as well, Jeremy, for this week's show. Um, we're providing a complimentary consultation for anyone who would like to give us a call or visit us on the website. The website address is www.wellingtonadams.com and our phone number is 855-793-2409. So feel free to give us a call. We'd love to sit down and talk with you. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Stay tuned next week for another episode of Financially Tuned. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Baron Fitzgerald or Simon Hilliard at Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. Call 855-793-2409 or visit them online at wellingtonadams.com.
All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Baron Fitzgerald, Simon Hilliard, and Wellington Adams Investment Advisory are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.